0: Hello and welcome to The Property Management Show. I'm your host, Alex Osanenko. My day job is a CEO of Four and Half, a marketing company that works exclusively with fee-based property management companies. I spent the last seven years of my life helping property management companies become more successful by improving sales, marketing, and operational efficiency. On this show, we'll deconstruct success into its key components and invite subject matter experts to help you improve every facet of your business Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. Hey, uh, so the topic today is uh, we're going to attempt to deconstruct um, joining a franchise to start or grow your property management business. And I have the two guests with me who I think will be uh, uh, perfectly positioned to speak on the subject. Um, I want to introduce Randall Henderson, he's the director of training for PMI. Uh, Randall, how are you? Hey, good. Thanks for having us. Oh, awesome. And the person who needs probably no introduction, if you heard of NARPM at all, you know who Brian Birdie is, but Brian Birdie is wearing a different hat today, huh, Brian? I am. <laughs> Even though we it's an invisible hat, but it is a very important. One is uh, he's a vice president of um, was it residential management for PMI? Correct, uh, vice president of residential management for Property Management Incorporated. Property man, why don't you guys give me a quick introduction into your company? Kind of set yourselves up as 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 experts in the franchise field. Well, go ahead, Brian. No, let go ahead, Brian. I was going to wait and hear what you said. <laughs> So uh, Property
1: Management Inc. has been around for seven years or so. Um, I joined them about two years ago. We've uh, had really explosive growth uh, recently. The last couple of years we've probably added 60 plus franchisees, wow. whereas leading up to that it was it was sort of a slow year by year. And I think that's that's kind of the trick is that you reach a critical mass where, okay, now the systems are in place and you're moving from there. But one of the things that I think really helps differentiate PMI in the industry is um, that we offer a, a wide variety of, of different property management types. So not just single family residential, also commercial as well as association management. And so as we've got Brian on today heading up the, uh, the residential piece, which is still primarily the focus of our business, but we're trying to add more pieces in there as well. And uh, in the franchise world, I mean, it's it's uh, certainly growing, I think, in the industry as a whole, um, and the reason being there is just because, as you know, Alex, starting a business from scratch in an industry that you may not know as much about is a very challenging and scary thing, and so these, uh, these new guys coming in are just, uh, they're nervous, they want, uh, want some systems in place, they want to work with people who, who have been there, who understand the way the industry is laid out right now and who are gonna also be able to provide some value on the, on the technology moving forward. So it's, that's kind of the, the nutshell, my view of, of PMI. Um, I, and sorry, Brian, I, I was just gonna say about me personally. Um, I came to PMI after having started and, and uh, run several different uh, real estate companies in several different forms, so fix and flip as well as um, development. I also am a, a broker with a real estate brokerage side and a, an executive furnished rental business. So that's kind of uh, eventually what led me as I bounced around in the entrepreneur world to a place where I can help train and teach um, new entrepreneurs. And that's how I see our new franchisees.
2: Gotcha.
0: Interesting. Brian, you have a take?
2: Yeah, I think one of the things about PMI and franchising um, that really makes it stand out is the fact that you actually do have someone who physically is there ready to train you. Uh, I think that is one of the things that Randall has established with his time there. You know, he uh, he has already put together an ex, a very extensive training process and program, which gives our franchisees so much more than when I first started. I mean, when I first started out in this business, I, I had none of that. I had no person to call and say, hey, what's the best practice? I hadn't found Narfum yet, which is there, but they're not necessarily there to help you throughout the entire process. Narfum doesn't take you on a, you know, moment for moment from the day you open up your door. That's a great tool, and we recommend everybody involved in it. But PMI offers – That's that very significant training thing that never ends, you know, very formulated, almost five months of solid training right up the very beginning to get you out there and get you moving. But then weekly activities to continue that training forever. There's nothing better than knowing that you always have an opportunity to learn something new to grow your business. And Randall has put together a great program. They asked me to come in. I've got 20 years of experience. I've grown a large property management company um, I'm a national property management instructor for for Narfum, and uh, so that was my kind of role. I came in really saying I need to do, I need to help with the training. When I got there, I was pleasantly surprised that Randall already has the training thing down pat. I added a little bit of my thoughts and a lot. And
1: you added a I, lot
2: <laughs> and tried to help with that, and uh, we're continuing really to just try to grow. I think the exciting thing that we've seen is this this year the interest level in in franchising, and specifically in PMI, is at its highest that anyone has ever seen. And we've put together a team that's prepared to support all that. So the momentum uh, is really exciting to for our future right now.
0: Gotcha. Well, you, you know, and this is part of the introduction I, I'm uh, making into this whole podcast uh, and into this particular episode, and that is, you know, property management is truly, truly growing in prominence, okay, as a business, as a recurrent revenue business with potential for, you know, um, successfully augmenting the business with, you know, uh, complementary business units, I call them, right? So let's, you know, so real estate sales and maintenance are two very, very natural kind of add-ons, bolt-ons to a property management portfolio, right? So, you know, you can increase the lifetime value of the customer to, you know, tens of thousands of dollars potentially. So, and with that, here comes my first question. Okay, let's dig right in. So you guys are both, I mean, both Brian and I started businesses. Randall started a business. You guys are into the system. I know how hard it is to start a business. So let's figure out how. what does franchise really solves for a potential uh, uh, entrepreneur who's looking to start a property management company. So we're just going to focus on property management. But uh, I think this advice might be valuable for just about any small business who's um, looking to either start on their own or or join a franchise. Um, so first question is this, um, and I'm, I'm struggling with this myself. Who should consider in involving themselves with a the franchise? Uh, what is the profile of an entrepreneur that you guys feel uh, should consider PMI or another franchise? Um,
2: I would say if you're going to get involved in a franchise, you've got to recognize, especially property management, that – You are building and growing a business. It needs to be a person who says, I have the time and the energy, the desire and the finances to invest in my future. Property management is an absolutely fantastic business to be growing. But it isn't you need to make sure that you realize if you buy a franchise, that doesn't mean you buy a business. You buy so much that's going to help you grow a business, but you must actively invest time and energy and do the things required for your business to grow no matter what franchise you have. Well, this is the same thing. Buying a franchise with whatever franchise it is in property management, what it does is it, I think it gives you a boost, a kickstart to getting the business started. It gives you training and guidance. It gives you visibility. It gives you a lot of support. It gives you a lot of tools without the same kind of expense that anyone else would have to pay to get to those. Do you it gives have you an to be,
0: Brian, sorry to interrupt. Do you have to be in the industry and do you have to be versed in property management or you can come from anywhere? Uh, well, we, we have already proven with
2: our own franchisees that you can come from anywhere. Will it be better, easier, faster if you have come from the industry? If you're a realtor and you say, I want to buy a property management franchise because that's when I want to specialize. Sure, because why? You already have connections. You know some things. You're already licensed.
0: Ah. If you are already- so, so you can be a realtor. So in fact, this is not just somebody coming from the street, right? You can be a realtor. In fact, can you also – and question maybe to Randall O'Brien. Can you also be a property manager managing 100 properties and ready to, for the next step? Absolutely. I think really? that – Really? Okay.
2: Sure. I mean there's opportunities. There's advantages for them and they probably can get into it with a little bit potentially less expense than a normal guy because the training aspect – the fact that they already have some doors is a, is a, you know, a, an investment within to their franchise. It makes the process easier. But if you're out there, let's say you're struggling and you, you don't have all the systems, it seems like you're making all the mistakes. You're not growing. You feel like you're all alone. You're on this little island. You're like, I really think this is a great business, but I need some help. I think that any person who's sitting like that should say, I think it's my important for me to go and look and say, I should, I should look at a franchise. And the reason I say that is. I started my, I didn't start my own business. I came into a family business that was very small and had no aspirations of growing. And if at that moment I could have looked to a franchise model and got what I know that it provides, especially what PMI provides specifically, um, when I first started, even though I've grown what I can consider a a sizable, very successful, profitable property management business, if I would have done the same thing with the tools that a franchise gives me, um, I'd probably be retired right now because I would have grown it so much faster. I would have blown it up. I would have got into so many other things. I would have made so much more money. I would have made less mistakes and lost less money. Um, and it would have, and, and I would have given credit all along to the franchise brand. And, and I, I just know that that is why I can easily tell people today, whoever you are, unless you are a significant property management business in the market you're working right now, You should consider looking at a franchise. If you're thinking about starting a franchise and you understand what's involved in property management and that is something you're interested in, then you should look at it. So it's basically available for everyone and anyone. Randall, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I I took Alex's question sort of a different way because I ask myself every day, what is it that is going to make a new franchisee or a new entrepreneur successful versus not? And it's really, I mean, you asked specifically about the licensing experience in real estate, and that is not it. Um, it's, it's interesting, though, because in my world or in my view, we have three areas that we're really trying to help uh, new franchisees come on and learn. And it's real estate, it's property management, but it's also entrepreneurship. And that third one I have seen be the most important factor in what determines the success of, of a new franchise or a new business, mm. because it's... The people that that understand that business ownership mentality, they come in with a different sense of drive. Everything else can be learned over time, but that key aspect is just—it's—it's it's very very challenging to motivate and inspire someone to to have the that type of drive that it takes to be successful as a, as a small business owner. And so, um, you know, the program that we put together, it, it is. Is excellent at teaching operations side of, of property management, teaching the different marketing programs that is out there. But at the end of the day, the people that have the drive as entrepreneurs, like you did, Brian, like you did, Alex, um, those are the ones that are going to be successful. And uh, so,
0: Rendell, uh, this is very interesting to me. Can you give me an example? Uh, give us an example without um, uh, going in too much details to protect. You know, we don't want to talk about anybody specific. But can you give me an example of? Like how would in and how would that drive affect the growth? I mean, what are the elements of the drive? Like for that, example, I am the person considering a minute. franchise. Do I have a drive? Do I have a drive, Randall? Tell me. How do I know?
1: You know, it's funny. That's a great question. So I've, I have a franchisee right
0: now um, who just
1: emailed me last night and said, Randall, I've been out of training with you guys for two months. I'm working through all the implementation program that you have. I'm doing Red X, I'm doing um, Thumbtack, I'm doing all property management, I'm doing BNI groups, and yet it's just not clicking yet. You know, and I mean, to use his words, he said, My wife and I are praying every night to know what more we can do to drive this business to to success. And that, that shows you, so, this, in my view, is going to be a very successful franchisee moving forward because. For example, he brought up Thumbtack and APM, and those work great in some markets, but in other markets, they don't. Um, or you need to tweak them, or you need to do them differently. But a franchisee who's thinking about that is has the drive to push it forward and find the right avenue for him. Um, I view my job and, and our job in the franchise world of giving him all the different avenues that he can, can learn how they work, what we've seen across the country be successful, and what hasn't. Um, But I mean, I'm going to respond in a few minutes and tell them, look, here's this, this and these other methods that you can try next. That's a franchisee that that is going to be successful, in my view. That's someone who's just going to keep moving forward.
2: And that's what it's all about for me. I think sometimes it just comes down to, you know, one, when you know you have the drive is that when that phone rings, you're on it. And when you answer that phone call your mind is set that this conversation can lead to many different things. And I'm going to have a very positive, open mind and an open conversation to figure out what that's going to be. Now, if they call and tell me I'm looking for a property manager, I have a house then I'm like, I'm all for it. But maybe they're wanting to do something that's a little outside of my business model. And I go, you know, that's very interesting. And I'm not doing that right now. But I'm interested in thinking about doing that. Maybe we should talk further or maybe I could, you know what? I know someone I can refer you directly to to help you with that business. And so that you you're building this long term relationship with any and every person you speak with, because you never know where the new business is going to come from. Every conversation you have should be geared as the next most important thing you can do to grow your business. And I can tell you that across the nation in the world of property management, not only in franchise world, but all property managers, I don't think that they have that entrepreneurial spirit that every single phone call has a validation. And part of that is simply because the business itself, we deal with disappointed and, um, and, and, uh, complicated tenant issues throughout the day. We have some challenging owner issues today. And if you don't keep yourself focused on the understanding that that is part of the business, but you can have a positive outlook on how you run your business, right? And that everyone is important. I mean, I can't imagine that a Walgreens, a McDonald's, a Subway, or any other place would be able to survive um, if they treated their unhappy customers the way that property managers think that we can treat our unhappy owners, customers, vendors who are out there. Um, I think that comes back to the moment in which you're growing your business. Are you really looking at every single contact you make is absolutely important, even though it may not produce a single penny for you today or tomorrow. But I always say, I need business next month. I need business next year. I need business five years from now. And so anyone and everyone I talk to, I want to let them know I'm a property manager. I specialize in this. And I ask questions. Do you own your own house? Have you ever thought about investing in real estate? I mean, I talk to waiters, waitresses, bus drivers, taxi drivers, People standing in line at the airport. I mean, it's just a conversation. You never know what it's going to lead to. That is, I believe, that entrepreneurial spirit that
0: is hard to teach. You know what I Chris, Chris Hermanski said with Mainlander. You know Chris, right? With Mainlander. Oh, yes. Very successful yes. company. You know what he said? He said, keep your antenna up yeah mm-hmm. yeah you know, and that's that's very yeah. interesting, yeah Brian. I agree with you, but here you touched on something that that's very very near and dear to me, so I want to dig into this one and, in fact, forego my line of question and for this particular moment uh I feel and I you know we are um obviously a marketing agency that helps property management companies, and we're also growing pretty fast, you know things are really good, so in other words, everything in property management is growing fast, including services like ourselves, right, like you as well but what I found is the complete lack of attention universally to the the art and science of the sales process. And let me let me explain. Before before I take your opinions on it, I, I really don't understand how a ten thousand dollar phone call, because let's say the lifetime value of the customer is at least ten thousand in most regions, how a ten thousand dollar phone call goes unanswered, how is that how is that feasible for the business not to hire business development rep or somebody who's responsible because there are two issues a when the owner takes calls they close it but only if they get to it they'll never call back they won't don't follow up they just neglect that if they don't get on the phone right off the bat that lead usually goes elsewhere and the second element is some of the larger companies push the calls over to portfolio owner uh, managers portfolio managers they're not really motivated nor compensated to a level where they take precedence on the new business calls. Because let's, guess what, as you said, they're running around, they have tenants issue. they have owners, they were, they, they're taking care of their customers. They don't have time for new ones, <coughs> not always and actually rarely. So here's my question, how do we fix this? Why doesn't the sales process is a priority for the business today?
2: Uh, we teach this model and that's where I think a franchisee, a person who buys a franchisee, those are some of the things we teach them because we let them know. We've looked at the national average national average response time on an inquiry for a property management service is 37 hours alex 37 hours average industrial uh, industry response time for a person who says i want to hire a property manager and that is just an awful statistic but at the same time i tell all my franchise you should be absolutely excited about that because that means whatever market you're in wherever you are at if you make yourself visible, they you build it, they will come. The difference is answer your phone. If you answer your phone, and Randall and I have seen some of the most god-awful phone calls because we have some that are recorded and we read them and we watch them and we use them as training lessons for our, our own franchisees. We, I heard one it was 26 minutes long. The guy never – and the only – at the end of 26 minutes of a conversation where he basically tried to not get hired, at the end – Got hired, and you know why he got hired? He got hired for one simple fact.
0: No, uh, nobody he answered else. the phone. He, oh, he answered answers. the
2: <laughs> phone. He answered the phone. He did nothing right after that, but he did the most important thing, which is being available. Now, I built a business. I was a one-man office for many, many years. I did everything. I felt and saw my ability to respond to owners failing because I was too busy doing business. And I said, if I want to grow the business, I've got to surround myself with a structure that allows me to always make talking to an owner about new business priority. I built it and said, one day, all I will do in this business is talk to new owners. Then I remember the day when my son, who was a broker, came in to me and he said, you need to fire yourself. I said, what do you mean? He said, said, your job is to talk to owners and you were really good for a while, but you've grown your business so big now that now you're running the business all day long that you are now not responding to your owners fast enough. You need to fire yourself from that task. You need to hire someone that's the only thing they do all day long is talk and go get new business because you're, you're you're hurting the business as a whole by doing it yourself. And I thought about it, I looked at it, I said, you know, you're right. So we made that change. And of course, once we made that change, I was able to run my business more efficiently and better because now I had that relief of that. And then I watched how we grew so effectively and how my new owner said, Oh, your, your person is just so good. They're so attentive. this whatever." I said, sure, because that's what they do. Now I don't structure with individual property managers, but I still believe you're right that, um, an organized systemized, uh, process within your business to physically handle that phone call as the most important thing, and wh- and you can't do that if you're a solo property manager. It's a struggle because you're meeting a tenant, you're showing a house, you're you're solving a major problem, and the owner calls. And the problem is, by the time you call him back,
0: it's too late. Yeah, I but- actually have, I, I Randall, I actually want to hear you because you you're the trainer. I'm sure you got some gold uh, nuggets to share with us. But I'll have to say, I know solopreneurs. Uh, you know, I call them solopreneurs. But we have a lot of customers, very aggressive. I mean, Bob Thomas is one of them. You know Bob Thomas. Yes. Nothing goes by Bob Thomas. Bob Thomas is going to take all of it, all of it, and every one of the leads and answer them, and he's going to do two, three things at the same time. Every conference you and I go to, guess where Bob Thomas is in the hallway speaking on the phone? (laughs) Closing deals or deal – you know, he is that kind of guy. So, you know what? You probably want Bob Thomas. Give him a call. (laughs) He'll be a good (laughs) one for you. You know, drive he's got, but uh, there are people like that, and there are also people. You know, let's shell them. You know, let them rename nameless. You know, they feel other things are so much more important than picking up the phone that they uh, they forget to grow, uh, even though that's what they say there it's important. But Randall, what are your what are your specific advice and your your thoughts on the sales process, its existence or the lack of its existence? Yeah,
1: I think I mean I, I echo a lot of what Brian said, but you you mentioned passing the call to a portfolio manager, which I think is a mistake. Um, because that person is not incentivized in the proper way. So the goal is to set up someone that, and then you incentivize them only on that. So if you want to you talk about growth, it's, it's a challenge. But to bring on a salesperson, if you can, early on, who is commission only, who is driven to answer every call and set up appointments and close those doors. Because for a lot of, um, a lot of our entrepreneurs, they are not phone guys. Um, to quote one, I'm phone reluctant. Right, this guy was phone reluctant, which is mm-hmm. it's hilarious. But once and the faster they can recognize that, get someone in place, and then properly incentivize that person to be, you know, an independent marketing agent type of person, um, you'll find a lot of success. And real estate agents are the great the great uh, target list for that. Because not all of them are successful and, and a lot of them are looking to supplement and they already know how to be a people person. They know how to answer the phone and they're good on the phone. So that would be my advice for, for new franchisees or new entrepreneurs who are struggling would be you know, hire that out as soon as possible. You've got to stay close to it. You want that recorded call tracking if you can yep. to make sure that it's going well. But I mean the, the, uh, the entrepreneurs who recognize that early – It sounds like Brian maybe took some time to recognize that, but uh, if you can recognize that early and put that in place, I think you'll be
2: much more successful. Well, I think some of the problem with the business owners and the entrepreneurs is that we are very much type A personalities. We believe we do it very well. You know, I know that I'm a very good salesperson. The problem is you will only be able to grow at such a pace if if you are overwhelmed with things. We have too much to do. And then even though we understand the importance, we just simply cannot get to it. That's not a good thing. So you have to have a better structure. But I think another part of this thing that makes it really tough for all entrepreneurs is unless you have some really good hiring experience in the past, it's knowing and understanding how to hire that person because just because you have a real estate license and you're out there doing things doesn't mean you're going to be the best person to help me sell my business to other people. And even and I don't have to hand it all off to you, but I think about all the marketing things you need to do to be effective in a new growth of a new property management business, however you're into it. You need to be talking with real estate agents and brokers. You need to be at networking events. You need to be at a NARPA meeting. You need to be uh, cold, cold calling people. But you also have to be managing your properties. So there's so much to do that even if you bring one in, you can say, okay, let's split the the workload here. Let's go to more meetings because there's now two of us. Let's get on these phones. Let's have a rule that says any, any interested lead must be contacted within. And you set the goal. 15 minutes, 30 minutes. I mean the, the smaller that window is, I believe, the most important. You know, there was a time where I was all alone. I was growing. I was probably working, you know. 14 hours a day um, and every evening uh, I loved it when a new lead would come in with an inquiry because I would call them within a minute. Yeah. They had, because I know they hadn't left their computer and that was before everyone else had figured out how to do this. So I was winning because I was the only one visible at that point. And I knew that, but I knew it wouldn't last long. So I would call first thing. He says, this is a good time to talk. And he said, wow, that was fast. And I said, well, you, you said you needed a property manager. And I figured that was extremely important and that's what I'm here to do. So do you have time to talk. And the success and close rate of that was so tremendous that I've always told everybody that the first person who has human contact with a person who's interested in hiring the property manager has the strongest chance of winning. Whether you're the biggest, the smallest, the, the, the most highest rated and all those things start to fade away. What you really need to be is the first person with a meaningful conversation to solve the problem that they have
0: now made publicly known that I- they have. I agree. First person who cares, right? Not just yeah. somebody who just yeah. gonna just blah, 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 yeah. all their fees and stuff. And Signific- then that's another thing missing Signific- is, is, is care factor, right? You know, take this. You, you said every call is its own call, its own world, its own opportunity. You listen, you ask questions, you connect with a person emotionally, you understand their problems, right? That's it, you know, now we have glued the, you know, the, the, the speed of response and also the, the care factor, the competence factor. Um, But if you don't mind, let me me share one
2: quick before you go to your next question, just so you know, because I know this is about franchising. So let me share an example of what I don't know what all the other franchises physically do, but I would assume they would do things similar to what we do. But we understand how important that sales factor is. And we understand that not everyone has gone through formal sales training to help them. So we do that. We have a very specific one day a week one hour designated sales training for all of our franchisees. We're currently working and uh, we're reading a book together and working out it and teaching through it so that everyone, I don't care who you are. I don't care where you're at. I just came back from a two day national instructor training where NARFAM taught all of our instructors how to be better instructors. You always need to improve your skill set. Well, we understand how important that sales thing is. So we dedicate forever, you know, 52 hours a year, training you how to be a better salesperson. yeah. Because yeah. with that, you, know, you can't necessarily give them the heart, the desire, the entrepreneurship, but at least I can then give you tools. We know that there are very successful franchise owners out there despite their own history, personality, and everything else, are tremendously successful and the reason why is they listen to what they're being taught and they apply it to the best of their ability and that makes them as good as they're going to be without that kind of education training and support around them, there's no way they would have ever been able to grow a business. And we have some within our own franchise world that are some of our more successful ones. And those are the things that encourage me that anyone with the right desire can do this you agree Randall
1: I, I absolutely do it's all about moving forward you know it's it's like if you if you've seen that Rocky Balboa quote right life hits you hard it knocks you down it's but it's about how many times you can get up and keep moving forward I tell all of my new franchise owners that the only the entrepreneur that loses is only the one that stops playing the game because if you continue to move forward um, in spite of you know whatever tactic or technique you're using, uh, it's gonna drive to success. Now it's hard to give them the confidence um, that they can do that, but that's what you know, that's what I've seen be successful and the difference between being successful and failing. It's not about that personality. And Alex, it's not about the care factor a lot of times, because that can be learned over time. It's just about continuing to move, continuing to push to learn those things. I mean, what's the best way to learn how to make cold calls? You make a thousand of them, then you're gonna be great at it. What's the best way to learn how to talk to owners? You talk to 500 of them, and then you you'll you learn and push forward. The learning curve changes, but as long as you're moving forward, you're going to get there eventually. Um, I, my favorite saying in this is that people dumber than you are successful at it every single day. And what's the difference? You know, Really, what's the difference? It's just a drive.
0: Yeah, we talked about the drive and answering the phone. So far, I think out of – I wait, we have 29 minutes in. I think we got two things nailed down pretty well here, right? Right to the wall. Come on, we've given you all
1: kinds of gold, more than two. Let's go.
0: Drive and answer the phone. Well, I actually want to put a third one on the on. I actually had lots more questions. Maybe we'll do another another episode because I I don't want to you know ha- go over and have a, you know many many hours of, of this. Even though we, I think we can just. 's been um uh, a full day here but here's here's now we know the drive answering the phone you know the systems the support yes, how do you qualify give me more specifics you know don't give me like a uh, you know little overview it I want to know give me a little bit of ranges we don't need to me exactly how do you qualify for a franchise let's say I'm sold you mean how do you qualify to buy a franchise what qualifies yes. correct what qualifications do I need to have that is a t- <laughs>
1: that's a great question um I think you've you, I mean, Brian, maybe you
2: can weigh in here and help. But oh, oh realize this. The way our franchise structure is set, and it's important to know, is that Randall and myself have nothing to do with sales of franchises and because Absolutely. we are focused on one thing, and that is the training and the support and the growth of the franchise that we have. But we can look. We understand we're in the business. We see what's going on. So you figure that, um, one, there's a financial aspect. You have to have enough. There's a, there's a cost up front, and you have to realistically know that you have – um, the ability to invest in that growth when you first started. Alex, do you remember when you said, you know what? I have this idea. I think it's going to be great. I'm going to start this thing. But it was producing you zero dollars. Correct. In, in your own business. Well, this is the same thing. You know, you're going to start. And unless you are an existing guy, that's why I think that the exist, the existing property manager really is the benefit here because he has some homes. He has some income. He's the guy that is the strongest guy to blow up a franchise in his local area because he's got the kickstart. But the guy that's out, you pick it. On the oil field, he's been saving some money. He never sees his family. He works 18 hours a day, You know, six on, four off, whatever crazy thing they're doing. And, of course, oil is, is slowing down now. And they've, if they've saved well, they say, you know what? I want to do something for myself. I want to go out there and do it. You know, so I've got to have some money. i got to know where I want to be at. I've got to have.
0: Uh, give me a range of the money. What's the, give me a range. What, what's the startup cost? What's we, what, well, public? grand? In- five grand? It's all, yeah, it's all public information. Um, Property
2: Management Incorporated's franchise fee is $30,000. It's oh, one of the I lowest. That- <laughs> you did a good job, Alex. <laughs> it's one of actually the lowest investments into a franchise out there. You know, you realize that you're going to pay some royalties. That's part of any franchise. That's what franchises exist for. Back to them. But what you get out of that is all of those things we talked about, the training, the support. Um, you have to be able to go and get a real estate license if your state requires it. So people don't realize this, but in the states of uh, Maryland, uh, Kansas, Idaho. California. Maine. No, not California. Maine. California is, is the is very regulated. Yeah. And Massachusetts there's five of them in which you have absolutely no requirement. And in South Carolina, you can go get a property management license. And when you get it, it's the easiest one to get. And then you have the right to run your own business without a broker above you. You just can't sell anything. Wow.
1: Brian, so, I want to weigh in here for just a second because I don't wanna the thirty thousand is the franchise fee. But yes. if you come in and you've scraped together just the thirty thousand and that's all you've yeah. got you're going to have a tough time out there. And Alex, um, I listen to you guys all the time talk about how much money per month do you need to spend in marketing? And we are very much in alignment with your number on that. Um, and you really need to show as a new franchise owner that you have money set aside to go out there and do the things right out of the gate from a marketing perspective. So you got to have, you know, a 1,000 is the minimum, I think. And then 1,500 would be a great number to roll with uh, to be able to do all the digital marketing that you need to do, to be able to do all the different avenues of marketing um, that are out there. And so that's another another qualification. But beyond that, I mean, the reason why I was struggling at first is because I'm thinking if you have the money and you've got a willingness, then you're there. You know, you're there. You're pretty much there. But uh, having the real estate experience helps a ton
2: um, well, there's two, it cuts there's off two other two, two aspects. Right. There's two other very important things. One is you have to get a real estate license. You know, 45 of the states we're talking about, you got to have, you know, 48, whatever Well, it is, California, 47. you have to be a broker or you have to hang on the well, broker. Well, no, hold, hold, let me walk you through this, Alex. You have to go get your real estate license. And in almost every single state, when you have a real estate license, you do not have a right to do real estate business unless you, are, you have to be affiliated with a broker. So here you are saying, I want to start property management. I know I have to get a real estate license. But immediately, I have to go get affiliated with a broker who will let me, the new guy do property management, which in the real estate world is the most fearful thing you could possibly do. And that's where I think franchise is a powerful tool Mm. because we, especially at PMI, are structuring a nationwide broker system for our franchisees that we can, they can go get any broker they want, but we have preferred brokers within our states who are set up a great program, a very wonderful cost-sharing program that's much cheaper than what most brokers are out there going to do. Plus, they're there to help that's them. That's a
0: big value proposition, yeah. I think. It's huge,
2: right? Because they say, I have to have a broker. I need to get a license. And we and Randall guides them through this. I have to create an entity. I got to get approved with my state. I have to get licensed if the state requires it. I mean, all the things that are required for me to do, that is what the big benefit is that you're like, if I was on my own, I said, I really want to do this. Could you do it? Yes. The thing is, no one is going to guide you. And what you're going to do is, and I've heard it all the time. I'm actually sitting in Minnesota in a, in a, in a, in a really good um, company. I think you know them, 33rd Company. Oh, yeah. Tom. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah Tom so I'm sitting like, in their office today because I'm going to be speaking to their chapter tomorrow. You know, And they shared with me how they started things. And they were like, you know, we just started things. We, you know, we didn't know what all the rules were. We didn't sure. We thought we had done everything right. We had a broker. We thought we were doing everything. But I, I continually hear about these guys who started on their own and they got them. They didn't get necessarily in trouble, but they realized they were doing things inappropriately within their own state rules or things because there was no one that told there's no one that says, hey, here's the playbook for growing your own business. The thing with a franchise world is. We help them walk right through that. We set things up for them. We help them with the relationship. We get them connected with the right kind of broker who will support their growth and let them leave the brokerage when the time is right and they've met it and keep all of their things they've built. Because in the real estate world, when you work for a broker, the business you do, the houses you have, they belong to the broker unless you have done a proper agreement. And I've seen many property managers who have gone out there and built great property management business as agents and then surprise to them, their brokers took all their houses from them, which is perfectly legal, it's correct, it's right. We wouldn't expect that's gonna happen, but I've seen it and recently I've seen it in a lot of people who after years lost all their doors because they weren't brokers
0: and they didn't have a right to keep them. So, drive, answer the phone, licensing legal uh implications of doing business are absolutely absolutely kind of uh uh, franchises solving those big 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 things and i'm gonna i'm gonna maybe put my little spin on this so as an entrepreneur you know if you're listening to this and you're you're thinking about growth and figuring okay if i have 30k in the bank okay if i have 30k in the bank and i have 1500 uh, to 2000 a month to spend on marketing i could probably do without pmi or you know the blue, the blue and red guys, whatever, whoever those are, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, and and you would be, I think, interestingly, probably incorrect. Here's the deal: I think a family business, is, Brian is yours, you can. You said you know you had no inspirations or growth. You can be in business for twenty years and manage four hundred properties. Okay, if that's you know, if that's, that's hey, what you want to hey do. Hey, Alex, my yeah. dad
2: was in business for 25 years and he had 70 doors.
0: There we go. You know, 70 doors. You know, it feeds the family. You know, the, you can be on the golf course and, you know, that's he, what matters. It, it was a hobby to him. That's
2: what, that's what the, it was. Yeah, it was
0: awesome. it's side income. But, but here's the thing. Even in my company, even starting four and a half, I had to attract outside money. I had to attract outside capital. Actually, twice we had two little rounds to spur the growth of the company. So I think… I think for an entrepreneur entering a property management business, this is even cheaper than selling part of your company to investors in order to raise money to grow. You can't grow otherwise. Either you pull the money out of your bank account and risk hundreds of thousands of dollars to grow your business, or you spend half of that or less um, and have a system behind you. I, I'm, I'm buying in. I mean, you guys are you guys are uh, well, you moving. Think about me. This, they're,
2: they're in the real estate world. This system is already proven. It's not really new. The new part is that we are. Designing it specifically around the property management world. That's the only new part. So, think about this. Uh, just name some of the most successful nationwide real estate companies. What do you got, Alex? Who are they?
0: Well, Berkshire Hathaway sounds good. Is that what you're
2: looking for? Yeah, right. Or Remax, Remax right? Or uh-huh. Keller Williams, or whatever. Guess what they all are? Franchise? They're franchises. Yeah. In which they pay royalties, and they have to buy into the franchise, and they have rules and things they have to follow, and they have to do the things the way they're supposed to. And it's designed for them to grow their real estate business. Well, in most of those businesses, especially now, many of them are saying you can't do property management as part of this franchise. We don't want that to be part of our brand. So if you're out there and going, well, look at all those successful real estate brokers who have grown these great brokerages all over the country, multiple, multiple. We're we're basically specializing in the real estate world of management. And in PMI, we're talking about residential, commercial, and association management collectively because that is management. The skill sets, the requirements, and everything you can provide are all similar. It gives you an opportunity to go and do it. But you don't have to do it completely on your own because you are part of a franchise, which means your visibility, your effectiveness on in on the internet and because you're now not just one little soul guy with one little web web page you're in this massive organization that gets much more visible across the nation and as we grow our significance and our visibility and our our ability to you know refer our customers from one city to another who have needs inside our own franchise world is just going to continue to grow with it
0: absolutely randall you have any parting thoughts i think we're going to we're about to wrap this up, but I, I you haven't been uh, uh, speaking a lot because, you know, Brian and I, you know, Brian mostly, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have a lot of good stuff to share. I'm not quiet. But but Randall, you as a trainer, man, I, you know, I really think that you have a, like a vast amount of experience. So any parting words of wisdom for people who are considering to potentially kind of get, get in the franchise yeah. game? Yeah. Get,
1: so um, at the NARPM broker owner retreat, we had we had Steve Murray, right? He was our, our opening speaker from Real Trends and he talked about the, the, the way the industry's moving. And look, we've got to be as a franchisor out in front. We expect to have more and more people who recognize the value of property management coming in and they're buying a franchise, of course because of all the things that you've talked about. We solve some of those key problems, right? Where am I going to find my my business? I need someone who can tell me how to market. Where am I going to get my licensing and my broker set up? Because without that, I cannot operate a business. I need training on a variety of subjects, how to close, how to talk, how to do the operation side of things. And so we're expecting to see, and we have already seen, as as you have, Alex, an influx of people interested not just in property management, but, but in franchising. So my goal every day is to be on the cutting edge, stay plugged into every podcast and t- learning and NARPUM event that's out there so that I can be ahead of the game because it is changing very, very fast. So that's, that's my uh, parting, parting shot.
2: Hey, here's, fine. Uh, here, here's my last thing, because Randall really just kind of uh, got me thinking about this. I want to start my business. I see that property management business is one I'm interested. What I don't realize is I need to be a salesperson I need to be a business owner. I need to be an accountant and a bookkeeper. Um, I need to know all my regulatory. So I need to be a government affairs specialist, understand everything that affects me. I need to be an HR specialist. I need to be a counselor. I need to be so many different things. A maintenance guy. Right. Right. So I have to be all these things. Well, most of us are not all of those things. And I'm not really sure how to become those things or how to best. Uh, partner with people like four and a half for the areas where you're the expert. I'm not an SEO expert. I don't know how to do, I'm not a social media expert. I'm not an internet reputation expert. I'm a property manager. But to grow your own property management business, you either have to know that or know how to be affiliated with the right places to do all of those things if you want to be successful. And I think that's one of the things that Randall is able to teach individuals is, okay, at first, maybe you can do these things on your own. But eventually, you need to be able to partner with some people so that you can do it even better. Other things, right out of the gate, you should never try it on your own. You're, there's no way you'll be successful. You'll just be wasting your money. Can you imagine some guy who just started his own business? He's going to go build his own website. He's going to make it SEO valuable and be out there and be visible. All, whatever he's doing is wasting waste of time and money unless he happens to be an SEO expert. And if he's a property manager or franchisee, the odds are he's not an SEO expert. Yeah.
1: Well, there's a reason so, why why Berkshire Hathaway says you will not do property management out of this office without us guiding it and doing it for you. I mean, sales brokers do not want a piece of the business because it, they see it as a liability. And when you do it wrong, incorrectly, the risk of failure or the cost of failure, I should say, is very, very high. And when you, when you, when you have the exposure in property management, it can be high and that's scary. So that's another reason why people are driving toward a franchise
0: gotcha well guys i thank you very much for your time this was a great jam and i think what we'll do is we'll have to uh, do an episode two and get into like i have literally like you know 14 other things i want to cover we covered three <laughs> but in depth and, and that's good we and that's what that. it's all about and that's the podcast it's a good platform for us to get a little bit in depth and help people understand things from different angles but anyway i wish you all guys the best and thank you for taking the time and uh we'll see you next episode thanks Alex. thanks Alex. Okay. Thanks, Alex.